welcome to the Rock and Jerk Fiction. My name is Charlie, and today I'm joined by my longtime co-host and fellow seeker of the mysterious, Jack. Jack, how are you doing this fine, <laughs> fine evening? The fellow secret of the mysterious? It's also not evening. I just wanted to make this episode sound a little bit more mysterious. I am currently residing in the yeah, shadows. There we go. The darkness. You know how, like, um, everyone who hosts, like, Ancient Aliens or those kind weird, of, kind of like, ghost shows, how they kind of have, like, that's their character, is, like, being, like, a cryptid researcher or, like, a Bigfoot hunter. Like, that's their oh, whole... Oh, what's, what's the name? Um, Their whole thing. An ancient astronaut theorist. An ancient and I'm like, how do you... Yeah. How do you become that? Like, I what mean, if we're do you force? actually become that or do you just start titling yourself that? And then people are like, well, I guess it's what he is because it pops it up in the history channel below their name. Speaking like, of ancient aliens, Laura and I were watching it and they had William Shatner on, on an episode. And everyone, I guess, was trying to like impress him. And this guy's like, I went to college for 12 years. I have three different majors and I think I know what I'm talking about. And they're all like getting really excited. And I was like... How do we know if it's real or you can't? And it's it's you it's really know. good. If you anyone just look up William Shatner, Ancient Aliens, and it's fantastic. But Charlie, I'm doing pretty good. My name's Jack, by the way. If you didn't say it, I've already, already forgotten. Yeah. Uh, my brain's all over the place. But uh, you know, been a good week, busy week. It was Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. But uh, if you guys didn't realize, we didn't release an episode episode last week. It was a short story by Charlie. Go give it a listen. It's very good. I get to listen to it, but I know it's good. <laughs> the Woodsman. The that's Woodsman. What that's what it's called. Uh, it's gotten lots of praise from uh, Michael, who is also a patron, which you can be a patron as well. We'll get more to that later. And there might be more to this series. This might be a series of episodes we do intermittently throughout the podcast's near future. This episode is all about cryptids charlie cryptids and yeah you know i was thinking about it it might be i was leading into something but it's okay oh i'm sorry okay sorry also, for... Charlie, Re... i like your shirt rewind oh thank you i like it, it looks cool thanks also looking thin thanks man looking good the workouts She's are like, working our, our dad's looking good too he's thin too. you know also i will say not eating for eight hours during a shift is probably contributing to that as well hey as long as you're eating when you get home Yes, I am. I'm not starving myself. I don't. I yeah. I don't <laughs> you know, know, you're like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, I was just gonna say, this episode's all about cryptids and the like, and more dark creatures of the unknown and the betwixt and the in between. So Charlie? my interjection really wouldn't have changed too much there. <laughs> no, I was gonna say. I was gonna say, Charlie, what's your? I don't know if you can really identify like your first time encountering cryptids or the like online or maybe mm. even in person mm. but like when did you first kind of realize that there were these mysterious beings yeah that weren't just fantasy right you know it might be better instead of like subjecting the series if we do actually end up making this a little mini series within a larger series as we like to do maybe better to just be called like the unexplained or something like that because as Jack and I were talking before we started recording, you know, we talked about aliens and the unknown UFOs, uh, you know, a bunch of just other weird paranormal type things, supernatural. Could you call it the unknown series? Yeah, I mean, I like that a lot. I mean, it's always been 
very fascinating to me. The first time, though, I mean, the first time has to be like what? Hearing about like Bigfoot or like the Jersey Devil. I remember being pretty prominent. Definitely Bigfoot. I feel like our dad mentioned that. Loch Ness Monster, perhaps, you know, one of the ones that you hear about first, you know, these. Some of my earliest YouTube searches were Loch Ness Monster videos. Yeah. And, you know, I think the early, (laughs) I think the early advent of, (laughs) sorry, nobody's going to get that end joke, but uh, perhaps one day we'll explain it to you, young children. (laughs) Perhaps. Mayhaps one day. No, I had. I had written something earlier and I used the word advent and Jack was like, well, that makes, that means you wrote it. Cause you said the word advent. And Cause I was, I was like, like, I don't know that many people that use the word advent. Advent like, children. Yeah. That was how long ago. Charlie? <laughs> I just like, that's a nice, it's a nice, it is word. a cool word, but, uh, yeah, the advent. I think it'd be, so I should say quick shout to our boy, Jay hands, Jack Henry. He, uh, I saw him actually over the week and I hung out for a bit. It was really nice seeing him again. And he let me borrow, one of his backup cameras. So I just need a lens for it. And then, you know, I might see about recording our next session, possibly. It, mm. It'll only be like the one angle, but it might just kind of give us a rough overview. I don't know if I'll release it, mm. but it might be like a good way to kind of test what it could look like. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we yeah. get some green screen or something. Because actually, no, your little bookshelf here is pretty, That's pretty nice. You know, camera for right here. So it would be I'm, weird though because. We would almost need to do it like facing you. No, none of the audio listeners can see this, and none of the videos can either because we don't have videos <laughs> just of this. staring. And well, we just angle our bodies that way, warm and inviting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think the advent of early YouTube videos and you know shows like Ancient Aliens and things like that are really what brought out the interest. But yeah, I'm actually kind of struggling to think of the first time. Well, I remember the History Channel had yeah. a show. I forget what it was called. Not Ancient Aliens. I mean, there's been like Bigfoot Hunter shows. And yeah. I feel like, I mean. Specials. and I know our dad you know. has a few alien stories. At least one. Yeah. That he's told us a few times. That I'm, I'm not going to tell it without his, you know, permission. It's not like it's bad or anything. I'm just, you know, it's, it's his story to tell. So you I'm not going to tell it. You can't speak about our dad's I, alien encounter. <laughs> He doesn't let us talk about it. I was going to make a telling. really horrible joke. But, but yeah, you know, I, I've i always been very interested in all this stuff. I mean, paranormal included, ghosts, goblins, ghouls, all those types of things. I think fantasy played a big role in kind of getting yeah, us interested. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Dungeon Dragons. I mean, you're exposed to a lot more different, like, subsets of creatures that come from folklore. So, like, Oni or, like, you know, different weird witches. I mean... It's like even like games like The Witcher or like Oblivion, you know, like Definitely. really, you know, use these mythological creatures as like enemies or, you know, minotaurs or, you know, I mean, this stretches all uh, the way minotaurs? back. Minotaurs? This is stretches. It, I don't know how you pronounce it. All the way back to like mythology, too, which is, I think, another common ground for these kind of interpretations, you know? Yes. Think of it like the Epic of Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Beowulf. Beowulf. You know, all those things have these mythological creatures in them. And, of course, you know, looking at, like, sphinxes and gargoyles. Like, obviously, there's a deep, deep connection with humanity and then other weird forms of existence it's, beyond it's, us. I think it's it's fascinating. And it, this is a weird way to look at it. So, a lot of these things that we're going to talk about come from, you know, some of them are relatively recent. But you also got to think that some of these stories date back hundreds if not thousands of years into folklore and 
nowadays we have this whole plethora of things we can kind of pull from our imagination, our shows, you know, or games or books or whatever. Back then they didn't have that. That was just pure human imagination. And I just wonder how much of that was imagination. Imagination and like word of mouth too, right? Because like back in the day, you never had a way to verify anything that anybody was saying. You know, some new traveler could come into town and be like, oh, on the road, I saw a great creature stalking me in the forest. And they're like, well, I mean, the forest is dangerous. People do go missing in there. I guess there's yeah. a creature in or the I mean, forest. Even, we were watching, I was watching Futurama, and yeah. it's the part where they go back in time, and Leela's a Cyclops, right? Yeah. And they see, like, Thomas Jefferson, and he's like, where are you from, one-eyed maiden? And she's like, have you ever been to Peru? No. I'm, I'm from Peru. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. Right. But so, you know, it's a bunch of that stuff. And I, I think what's really interesting about it for me personally is I don't believe in like Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster. Wait, what? Ghosts. <laughs> don't know. Not even a shred of myself believes that those things are real. And so I've always thought, you know, how fun it would be to do like if we could do like a YouTube series, Jack, where it's like, Hey, we're going to be ghost hunters. And like, I would love to go spend like a week in like a haunted house, you know, and well, set up cameras. Just the two of us. Yeah. And set up cameras and like, be like, Hey, listen, I don't believe in ghosts at all, but I would love to be proven wrong. Like I would love to see something. I think, and I, that's the thing is I would have to see something. I don't believe. Cause like, I think a lot of ghost evidence now is like, Oh, you hear a whisper or, Oh, you saw like a, slight thing and i'm like i would really have to see like a full body yeah. apparition in order for myself to be like what was that yeah it have to be like a zach bagan's experience where he gets scratched in the back he's like did someone just scratch yeah me? but see that's the no. thing like that's the problem no. with well so here i yeah. i i don't believe believe in ghosts i do think that you know i don't even want to say i i think they could be real but just based off like the human mind yeah there's got to be the human mind some really fringe explanations for some things that that's exactly that happen. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, what if there is no explanation? Yeah. Then what do you do? Like, I remember like I told on, but it was like way back. One of uh, the scariest things or whatever that's happened to us or whatever, uh, where like I woke up and I saw like a figure at the foot of my bed. Like, that's this, weird. And I was like, and I just like ran out of the room and I left you in there. I mean, I remember that, but it, you know, it's weird. Cause we have told that story before, I think in, you know, like scariest moments that we've experienced where, yeah, like the closest thing I can talk to like a ghost encounter was, yeah, we had, when we shared a room, we had that red bunk bed and uh, on the top bunk, I felt like a hand on my back, like a cold hand and there was nobody there. And like, Stuff like that is weird, but I don't know, like, when you're half asleep and when you're, like, dreaming, like, I just and, yeah. I just don't really buy it. Here's the thing. There also is stuff where the human mind will just be like, oh, hey, you heard your own voice. Yeah. But, like, you didn't. But it's just, like, I've thought, like, Laura's been like, Jack. And I was like, did you, did you say my name? And she's like, no. And I'm like, really? Like, you're not messing with me. She's like... No, like I was playing my game. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, yeah. But anyways, yeah, stuff like that never gets me. I mean, you know, I, I'm much more likely to believe that instead of ghosts, it's some weird, like, 
I don't know, flow of time thing, right? Where like memories or like imprints, imprints of the past, like you kind of see that. Like that for me is a much more likely explanation than like, oh, this is a dead spirit that is stuck here for this reason and they can't leave and sometimes you see them. I'm like, but why? Yeah, like why would, why would that there? even happen? Like, yeah. and then how much would that suck for that spirit? Like, you know, it's that it, you always I'm run into that thing. From like, the Civil War. Don't get me wrong. I've been here for right, exactly. Years. It's like you're like why? And so I'm gonna knock this camera off the shelf, and you're like, I'm gonna move this teddy bear. I'm gonna move it as a spirit orb. It's like okay, yeah. What uh, you know what I mean? Phasmophobia. You know what I mean? It's just like that doesn't that doesn't do anything for me, and you know, I in those moments like. The scratches are weird. That is weird. You know, I know people have been like scratched three times, but it's like, unless that actually happened to me, I don't think I would be like, oh, it's a ghost. Like, you know what I mean? Like you must have like rubbed up against something and didn't realize it or yeah. Anyways, I think we're going to get into, uh, try and I both have brought a cryptid to the table, but we might have more than that. Just depends on how long ago actually. So, but you know, I I, th- I do want to bring in one other thing before we kind of jump into this. Okay, here right. we go. How long have we been going? Oh, about 15 minutes. You guys, yeah. bad to 20 minutes. We're fine. I'm just kidding. No, this is all about the subject in no, general, no, right? Yeah, the, about the unknown, this, the this will be titled. This will be titled The Unexplained Part and, 1. Yeah. You know, so like... In parentheses, what we talk about. Super long title. But I want to set the groundwork for who we are and who we are coming into these <laughs> things, right? So, like, I don't believe that Bigfoot ever exists. I just think that... It's one of those things where it's like there are so many people and so many cameras that at some point you just think it would have been seen. Like, it just is so weird to me that there's like, if there is one Bigfoot and not multiple big feet. <laughs> Bigfoots. Bigfoots. <laughs> it's not multiple Bigfoots running around. Like, if there's just one and how many people go and set up cameras, like nobody's seen anything they just heard things or or got whatever. footprints or like secondhand it's just like ah. but in order to extend this further something i do believe in is like or like not that i necessarily believe in but is definitely a possibility aliens i mean aliens i think are way more likely than bigfoot just because space is so vast and well, there's so you... much we don't understand about that that like there could be that you know, I forget what I mean? that Bigfoot could be an alien. Bigfoot could be an alien, and the, so here, here's where I'm coming from. So Charlie is pretty skeptical. Yes. I, I would consider myself very skeptical as well, but with the the hint that I would, it'd be so cool if it was real. And oh, so that's it, not what. I, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I think we're both pretty skeptical, but I'm very much in the camp of like, hey, like I'm gonna be much more like, dude. Think about it though. Like this, you know. If something comes out about this, yeah. I'm more likely How to be How huge like, that would be. be awesome. Instead of just like, be like mm, whatever. Yeah. I kind of like really dive deep into it if there's more that comes out. Like with a lot yeah. of this monster, there's like... No. I, I the, doubt it's there. Yeah. Something might have been there at some point in time, thousands of years ago, nothing recently. But there are tons of like underwater caves and stuff where things could hide. Our underwater ally. <laughs> Our underwater ally could be hiding in there. Um, or you even have, uh, you know, Bigfoot could be a missing ancestor. Could but why, be a though? great ape, a great yeah. primate. But the thing but is, see, there aren't any other great primates or apes right. in North America. It makes more sense for like a Yeti or like an abominable snowman, quote unquote. Right. Um, 
Now, but I don't know. Like exactly like you said, or Jack. Government experiment. Even though I'm extremely skeptical, if someone was like, "Hey, Charlie and Jack, here's five thousand dollars. Travel to West Virginia and spend a week searching for Mothman," I'd be like, "Heck yeah, let's do it." Or if they were like, I'd "Hey, more, I need more than five thousand dollars." Hey, go to this abandoned house and stay there. And it's this haunted. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Hey, look for you know, the even Jersey though, Devil. Even though I'm very skeptical, that doesn't stop me from appreciating and, like, really loving these things. So I kind of wanted to set that groundwork just so people knew kind of what our perspectives were coming into this. Definitely. Definitely. Because, Definitely. you know, if somebody listens to this and they're like, well, do they believe that this is real? I wanted to set the groundwork here. And you get the poster that's, I want to believe. Right. Yeah. I mean, X-Files is one of my favorite shows. Real facts. As Jack tried to transition us earlier into the actual topic. And failed horribly. And failed horribly because I wanted to add more. All about cryptids. Douche. Cryptids. Crypto. It's not just cryptids. Cryptage. Cryptage. Cryptozoology. Cryptozoology. There are actually not as many cryptids listed on Wikipedia as I thought there would be. Until you go to the fandom of cryptids. Exactly. There are tens and tens Tens. of cryptids. There are tens of cryptids. (laughs) There's I mean, like a, there's what, a big list. Tens could be up to like what ninety nine. Yeah, because it's a lot. You can't say you know just like around hundred. Yeah. So Messy. where I would, I would say where I'm getting my uh, cryptids here from today are from list of cryptids at cryptids.fandom.com. That's where I'm getting my kind of bits and pieces. Uh, you know, you have a lot of stuff in here. I mean, one of my favorite ones I'm not talking about today, but is Bat Squatch. That's a good one. Uh, you also have Bessie. There's also one called the... I Okay. I'm sorry. I hate the ones that are like mutations of a normal cryptid. You know what I mean? It's like bat squatch. Is it, is it, so it's a, sas, a sasquatch, but it has a, like bat wings. Yeah. You can even have tum, uh, one called a two-toed tom. <laughs> uh, see, I like that one because that one just sounds weird. Like, that one's fine. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, man. There's, there's so many weird ones, too. And I love the ones that have just like kind of boring boring names i mean like looking over this list there's the loveland frog which is a humanoid frog which sounds horrifying in loveland ohio it's like wh- yeah what you have the ones that are just giant dragonfish giant goldfish like those are kind of whatever yeah giant creatures seem to be big parts of this like big like whether you think of like giant boars or giant wolves, giant goldfish. You know what that actually makes me think of in the hit from software game Sekiro that it is a giant carp that's swimming around that's absolutely horrifying because it's so huge. Yeah, like giant things like that would be horrifying. I mean, insects were huge at one point because mm. of the amount of oxygen in the air. They couldn't exist anymore, but... I just think something like Nausicaa. You do have the giant bush baby. <laughs> the bush baby. The bush baby. The bush baby. Or something, you know, you also have like in here, like goblins are considered cryptids as well. Oh, that's so, interesting. There's also the Hopkinsville goblins, which are considered aliens. Um, <laughs> the Hopkinsville goblins. There's also Hawkman. I wanted to, Hawkman. I almost wanted to do that out of spite and not do Mothman. Just like never do Mothman. I do. So I think, you know, a couple shout outs before we kind of get into some of the ones we picked because we thought they were interesting. Um, Mothman is I love I love Mothman. I think that's such a cool idea of like this creature who like predicts disaster. 
Because isn't like the mo- the famous one like it stood on like a bridge or mm-hmm. is above a bridge before it collapsed? Like that kind of so. stuff is pretty freaky and like weird that people would see this kind of thing. But again, do I think Mothman is real? No, not at all. And like, but because it would just be so freakish that like there would be like this. Yeah, giant... you almost don't want it to be real. Yeah. All right. Try do you want to go first or should I go first? Also, shout out to the one Spring Heeled Jack, which is just like a Spring guy who's able to like jump slash fly and kill people basically. So mine is Bigfoot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, you're going first? Okay, you go first. Yeah, I can go first here. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to. I could. But... The first one that really caught my eye, right? Let's click on it here. Is, Boring. Uh... <laughs> so... What I love about this Wikipedia article is that it starts off and it says this article is about the legendary monster in Mongolia. This monster. I I just kind of made a couple connections in my head, so I was cracking up. But uh, this monster is called the Mongolian Death Worm. And the, what I was thinking of while I was cracking up is, you know, Mongolian Death Worm suddenly... That SpongeBob episode where they have the Alaskan it's bull. The Alaskan bull makes a lot of sense, and I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> the Mongolian death worm, the Alaskan bullworm. Like they definitely were inspired. <laughs> and there was apparently a 2010 film called The Mongolian Death Worm. And there's also an episode of Lost Tapes about the Mongolian death worm. Lost Tapes. That's what that one was. Was that Which, the Jersey Devil one? That one. The, yeah, the Jersey Devil. Devil was freaky. Was actually pretty freaky. Yeah. I was like, that's actually really well done. Yeah. And yep. all the other ones suck, like the Oklahoma octopus episode. Oklahoma octopus. And I was like, it's just an octopus that kills people, I guess, in Oklahoma. I mean, I guess. It's you know, pretty, whatever. Pretty but, uh, yeah, so the Mongol- uh, Mongolian. The Mongolian. The Evangelian death worm. No, the Mongolian. Oh, God. <laughs> and that would actually be horrifying. So, creature first came to Western attention as a result of Roy Chapman's 1926 book on the trail of ancient man. The American paleontologist described a secondhand tale. So again, a story that literally someone could have just made up. Secondhand tales of a monster that he heard gathering at a gathering of Mongolian officials. None of those who have present ever had seen the creature, but they mm. all firmly believed in its existence and described it. Mm. So it is essentially. Let me go down here. Essentially. Could you do a quick check on Dask to make sure both me record real quick? Yeah, you're, you're okay. Okay, okay. just making sure. Just making sure. I don't, I don't see it in front of me, so I'm just paranoid. You're good. You're good. I'm listening. Wait, say something again. Huh? Now it's fine. <laughs> this is why we need a camera. Charlie just freaked me out. <sighs> yeah. So, well, I thought why I kind of picked the uh, Mongolian death worm. The Mongolian death worm is that it really reminds me of, of course, Poop. the the sandworms from Dune as well. And then, of course, like Tremors, which is a classic movie starring Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Um, but yeah, so this thing is about like two feet long and is in, said to be incredibly poisonous so much so that if you like, you can't touch it without just instantly dying, which is kind of creepy. It also says that it can spray acid out of its mouth as well. So at this point, I think it kind of evolves more from like a... I mean, I'll, I'll say, so it, it said, it said 
that it can kill at a distance, either by spraying its venom and prey or by means of electric discharge. Primarily lives in burrows underground, only rarely coming to the surface. And so, like, like an electric eel is there, too, which is weird. Because so you think like a lot of interpretations like so I start thinking like what could this thing actually be right so a snake like those, yeah there's there are snakes, snakes that do spit actually yeah. and there are also lizards that do spit there are lizards well. that do spit in burrow underground and snakes in the sand is a big thing you know it also makes me think of like like I said like an electric eel like if someone touched an electric eel like literally those things like just you know paralyze you and in fact like there was a video I saw of like an alligator biting into an electric eel and like it shocked clamp the gator's mouth shut so this alligator just getting shocked to death by this electric eel you know and i'm like that is that's horrifying like there are creatures like that that actually exist so you know oh man but here is here's here is the appearance of this thing right so imagine being this man you're hearing the story it is shaped sorry around (laughs) around a crackling campfire it is shaped (laughs) Add some gravel. I, to I can't. It. I Add can't. Some gravel. I can't. I can't be serious. It is shaped. It is shaped like a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. No wonder. I was like, "Why is he laughing? He's usually good at this." Kind <laughs> of roaring fire. Yeah. He's like looking it's an old around. man. They were like all eating sausages, and he's like, pulls out his fork, holding it up, <laughs> full, looking, looking at full it, sausage, kind of having like World War Two flashbacks. Yeah, the Vietnam flashbacks of black and white. It is shaped like a sausage about two feet long, has no head nor leg, and it is so poisonous that merely a touch means it's to death. It lives in the most desolate parts of the Gobi Desert. Gobi Desert. Kind of got some Winston Churchill in that. The desolate part of the (laughs) Gobi Desert. Is that what he talked like? Yeah, Winston Churchill. Which I'll fight him, mother It sounds like what's that one guy Wilford Brimley or Bromley or whatever. But yeah, so Jack, you know, before we kind of get a little bit more into this this Mongolian death worm, what is your initial impressions of this thing? Like it doesn't what's I think weird about it is that it's not described as being huge. Like 2 feet yeah. long is it's big, but it's big, not huge. But like there are snakes that are like that. So like this thing is like pick- Well, there's snakes that there are like but what long. I think what is creepy about this is like it, so it's like you know two feet long too, but it doesn't have like a discernible head, so it looks more like a worm. Yeah, like, it's like a worm, worm. But then it's it can not. supposedly spray acid, which just is weird. Like that is pretty creepy. It's almost like a land sea cucumber. Yeah. My initial thoughts is that it's it literally just does sound like someone saw a snake spit venom at something else. Yeah. It wasn't close enough to really discern what it was, or it was dark, or maybe it was at night, or who knows. Yeah. The snakes are more active during the night, but I don't know if any spitting cobras exist in the Gobi Desert. But it's definitely seems strange. It seems like it comes from something real, not just a made-up story. Yeah. Through either hearsay or exaggeration because we all exaggerate and it seems almost that you know it could be that novels like dune and stuff really helped exaggerate these types of things because it does say that there's a 1987 book uh, it has a very you know has a very complicated name the ashgen tashdok gold 
Sorry, so this? forgive me for not pronouncing uh, Mongolian legend. Sorry, but not so offensive. this just guy cites Mongolian legend, which describes a creature as traveling underground and creating waves of sand on the surface, which allow it to be detected. So, I mean, immediately you're like, oh, the sandwich of doom. But I mean, this book was, if this book came out in 1987, then what? It could have been inspired by Dune. And so it's kind of like, what really like at some point, you know, this thing went bigger and it's funny because they even inspired by dune the people who went to investigate this type thing even had like a motor driven little thumper to like create rhythmic vibrations to try to like pull these things like drive them from Hmm. there and i'm like that's kind of creepy like you know what i mean i think it's almost more creepy the idea of people going out and like trying to find this kind of stuff because they never do yeah but then like if they did it'd be horrifying yeah you know like oh yeah they're just mongolian death worms like actually just that can kill people. Yeah. Like that's just a thing that's, that exists in the world, you know, no big deal. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, if you're like, if you're swimming like in the ocean or whatever, you look down and just this huge figure down below you. Creepy. Right. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. I mean, so it says that it could have been based off the, the tartar sand boa, which has like kind of like a short stumpy head. It says, so the, the description is his body is strong and round the tail is very short and thick and the head is almost mixed with the body so again that's pretty close like you might think this thing doesn't have a head if it's like that kind of short and thick what's it called again Charlie? the tartar sand boa sand boa for sale but it's interesting is that because it does say like mm. the Indian Sanbo, the snake also rounds its body in times of danger and doesn't try to bite humans. So it's not like this thing was going out and like spitting acid or like yeah, interesting. People. So you're like, what did people see? Like, was it? I and I think as the case with a lot of these cryptids, it's a combination of a bunch of different things and people being like, you know, like we said, like we joked, gathered around the campfire and somebody says hey, have you ever seen like a snake or something that spits acid in there? And then somebody else says, oh, hey, you know, my friend touched one of those snakes and they died. And you're like, oh, my God. And then somebody's like, oh, but then also we saw one and it electrically <laughs> discharged something. <laughs> it's like, yeah, is, yeah, they just grow over time. But yeah, I picked the the uh, Mongolian death worm really because like the sandworms in Dune. I think originally before I had picked the Mongolian sandworm, I had kind of looked down and I was like looking through this lift and I'm like, oh. I was struggling a bit. There are some good ones. There's some good ones, but there's actually like not a whole lot. I of mean, interesting ones. Like another one that caught my eye was the Michigan dogman. I mean, you know, the creature is described as a seven-foot-tall, blue-eyed or amber-eyed, bipedal, canine-like animal with a torso of a man and a fearsome howl that sounds like a human scream. So a werewolf. Yeah, but a dog. So a dog. (laughs) A a dog A were-dog. Dog Dog wolf were. But that was witnessed in 1887 in Wexford County, Michigan. So, you know, cool. Hmm. Interesting. But see, again, though, like just reading on this one, it's like there's like alleged sightings way back and then it's usually somebody who hears about that and popularizes it later because it says sightings have been reported in several locations throughout michigan primarily in the northwest quadrant of the lower peninsula in 1987 the lesh the legend the legend of the michigan dogman gained popularity when disc jockey steve cook at wtc fm recorded a song about the creature and its reported sightings so it's like hmm 
it's interesting that these stories come in and out of focus. And sure. actually, I mean, with mythology is just that as well. I mean, if you look at like, I think a really interesting one is like how many different mythologies from all over the world, all over different cultures mentions mention gods fighting like giant sea serpents. That's like a big thing. I mean, you can find it in the Bible. You can find it in the, you know, just everywhere. I mean, Norse mythology with like the tree or not the tree. Yeah, but the tree. Yeah. And, you know, Jormungandr, the world eater. What is it? Urgdrasil? Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil. Sorry. You know, so you can find like these weird parallel stories all over the world. And it's kind of cool that they do continue in forms of these cryptids. But I think one unfortunate thing about the modern world is that, you know, we've discovered so much. And yes, there are like the ocean is incredibly like undiscovered and there's could be crazy things in the ocean. And I do believe there are like I do believe there's some weird stuff. I mean, like we just recently have like recently, recently have video proof of giant squids. And right. those things can be like super. Have you seen what's it called? It's, it's like this horrific. alien looking squid that has like tentacles that are like 30 feet long. Yeah. And it just kind of floats around and it's it looks horrifying. horrifying. Yeah. Oof. Or it's called like the tube fish. That's what, no the barrel fish. The barrel fish. It has like these eyes that just look straight up, but can also turn forward. And <laughs> it's so freaky looking, dude. That's creepy. Um. But anyways, yeah. So Jack, that's mine. Yeah. That's mine. I got one more for you after you go for yours, though. Yeah, another gonna, one. That I might have another as well. That was my absolute favorite, and I did a lot more research. Because on. I just want, I just want to say, if yeah. you're listening to this right now, comment on the Discord or. Pull us up on Instagram or wherever, Twitter even, which I need to post to more. And uh, let us know if you want more cryptid episodes or What's your just the cryptid? unexplained episode. Yeah. Comment now. What's your cryptid? You know, the whole interlude song. Anyways, my cryptid could be about multiple things. This one is about atmospheric beasts. When Jack told me that was his cryptid, I was like, Hell yes. Atmospheric so, beasts. So, yeah, I'm just going to read this pretty much straight from the wiki. So oh, go for it. Credits, for to, it. credits to the wiki here. Atmospheric beasts are the strangest of the flying monsters from UFOlogy, cryptozoology, and astrobiology. According to eyewitness reports, these beings are apparently living creatures, but they break all the usual rules that biologists apply to living organisms. They appear to be able to levitate without any need for wings, and as well, their bodies are even depicted as semi-solid, often partially in- invisible. Creatures can range from jellyfish-looking beasts to sky serpents, to whales, to even alien-like beings. Hmm. Okay. Many atmospheric beast sightings were originally classified as highly unusual UFO reports. Okay. Um, noted Bigfoot author Ivan T. Sanderson devoted an entire book to the theory that many UFOs are actually extremely low-density animals native to the clouds. Okay. One of the most famous atmospheric beasts is the Crosford, Crosfordville monster, cited in 1891, which some researchers classify as a dragon. Oh. Now, this beast was described as being 20 feet long, okay. 8 feet wide. With a giant glowing red eye, seen hovering around, writhing in the sky at 300 feet multiple times. And eyewitness reports said that they heard screaming and wailing coming from it. It's kind of freaky. That is freaky. Let me, let me show you a picture of, I mean, yeah. obviously it's, it's kind of, ex, it's, I, it's a, like a drawn one. But yeah. 
Okay, yeah. Like, imagine that thing. Um, Trey, what are your thoughts so far? That's pretty creepy. I, you know, I think, because that ranges more into the line of, like, alien stuff. Yeah, definitely. And I've always really liked media, which has almost seemingly, like, aquatic-type life that lives in the sky, like flying jellyfish and stuff like that. Like, that kind of stuff is always really cool to me. It's very uh, Miyazaki, yeah. I want to say, almost. yeah. Like, in fact, I, I'm picturing that dragon very much like more of like a Chinese dragon, like long mm-hmm. and undulating and like twirling and, you know, like things that don't necessarily look like they would fly, like kind of flying around and just hovering and like whales. Whales. Yeah. I mean, the best example I can think of is, uh, you know, treasure or treasure planet, excuse me. And those those giant yeah, space whales. Oh, those are so. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I love that kind of stuff. You know, that's that's really awesome. So here's. um. One policeman described an encounter with this creature that supposedly happened while bicycling. Because this obviously this is like 100 years ago. The thing felt like a soft blanket and smelled like mildew. After it rubbed against him, it floated away. It was one of the most terrifying experiences he had ever had. He was convinced that the thing was a living creature. In the Shetland Islands, atmospheric beasts are known as it. And are thought to be cloud animals of some sort. Just as the sea has its own life that is often hidden from view, it is thought that the clouds form a vast atmospheric sea far above us, and that it that it is merely an animal that is native to the clouds. Those who report being physically touched by these beasts often say that it felt like they were being licked by an enormously soft tongue. Gross. Gross. So, like, yeah, these things can... Just picture, like, creatures from, like, Final Fantasy. Picture, like... Yeah. Normal animals, but like kind of a little different, even like, uh, I forget what it's from, but, um, there's a documentary called, and a speculative documentary called Alien Planet, where these beasts are actually like intelligent creatures. And you might have seen pictures of this online, but that's kind of what they picture them looking like. Sorry, you can't see it, listeners, but. Uh, it is also said that when these things die, they form some kind of like, like almost like a jelly, basically. Like they okay. almost like condense down into like this solid yeah. matter and then it falls to the earth and then disappears within yeah. a couple hours usually. So I chose this one just because I love the idea of this. Yeah. I love. That's a cool idea. I don't believe in it at all. Yeah, that. <laughs> That's but, the only problem I have with this one is that like people have been looking at the sky ever I mean ever since we like evolved into like human beings who like created fire and before, right? And so it's like at some point it's like we would have seen it. You know, with just the cameras that are just looking at the sky on planes or but yeah, like this but that is a weird thing though because like when you start getting into regions that are so huge, because it's one thing to say like, oh, you know, I don't believe in Bigfoot because there's this, it's contained to the specific forest. And yes, the forest is huge, but you just think, yeah, that's exactly what I'm, but yeah. You know, I just think that at some point somebody would have seen it. But when you start getting into things like the ocean or the sky, like things that are so much more vast and like area, you're like, well, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe. Maybe it's their fur. Uh, so a lot of people believe that the reason we don't see them as often is because, you know, they blend in with the clouds because they're kind mm. of translucent. Okay. Uh, because a lot of them can be either really small or so big to where it just looks like a cloud moving. Uh, and a lot of them also believe it could just be patches of fog. Like, you know, 
Because sometimes you're like, oh, like I've noticed fog in the air, but it's not around you. You see it in front of you. So people like that could be something. Although I think that's a bit more ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this one just was really interesting to me because, you know, this kind of inspired things in Star Trek. This inspired things or like Star Trek used stuff like this. Um. People, some people are connecting the movie The Blob as a fallen sky beast the because blob. it's just like this gelatinous, gross thing. Blob is a horrifying movie. The Blob is horrifying where you get sucked through the freaking sink. I yeah, hate dude. that one, dude. Uh, but, you know, that was mine. Atmospheric Beasts. Also, I thought the name was kind of cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like that a lot. It's definitely one of those things where, like... It's a th- it's a good story. It's a good idea. story, and then one of those World things, building. too, that I don't feel like is that abnormal. Like, I do believe there are, you know, maybe not other intelligent life on other planets, but other, like, animals on other planets. And, like, that is totally leaving, like, a dense atmosphere-type world where, like, the atmosphere is very thick, like Jupiter, that there's some weird-ass just, like... Oh, yeah. Think almost, like, large, like, amoeba-type weird jellyfish, like... Just things that, like, you know, like when you see those jellyfish or like weird creatures just like floating in deep, deep black water. And they just kind of They're exist. They're crushed under like, you just like tons of pressure. And they're just like floating around gathering resources. I'm like, dude, I could totally see that just inside like the core of Jupiter. Like, you just see these like weird giant or, floating. What's the planet that's like has like perpetual storms? And Jupiter has perpetual storms, like Is Venus. Venus I'm not even thinking of Venus, stories. but like yeah. in those like those clouds on that planet, because like isn't it Venus a gas giant or no? Venus just has an incredibly toxic atmosphere. So like I can just picture just these giant, almost like singular celled organisms, right. just like it's pretty spooky floating. Like and that's why we haven't like noticed it because it's just it's one cell organism, but it's huge, right? And it's just existing, yeah. feeding off the atmosphere, feeding off whatever. Yeah. So. That kind of stuff, it's very intriguing to me. And I think it gets a little ridiculous whenever they're like, oh, they can change their shape and size like the atmospheric beasts can. And I'm like, uh, kind of losing me there. But the explanations for like why we haven't seen them, you're like, really? No, yeah. And they so, just morph away. And people are, you know, like you said, like we have all these video cameras now. It'd be so hard to not, with the billions of people literally that have video cameras. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just, it makes me wish though, like, if that kind of thing was real, you know how cool that would be? It would be cool. It would be phenomenal. It would be cool. Be really cool. Phenomenal. Not cool. Phenomena. Phenomenal. It's a phenomenon. Can't be stopped now. I've tried looking for that song. I can so, never find it. That brings me to... Unless you have anything else you want to add, Jack. Mm, I have nothing else to add. But that brings me up to an honorable mention for other weird creatures. This one doesn't really count, but I'm going to count anyways. But uh, the depictions of angels in the Bible. Mm. This has kind of been, I feel like, a hot one recently with people being like, this is what you think angels look like, and this is what they're really like. And it's just like he's horrifying. Yeah, and so, look, before you get into it, because I've, I've seen this before, I'm not saying I, I'm this super smart guy, but I'm, like a, I'm someone who, like, when I think of something, I like to, like, you know, Wikipedia, Google it, not just Wikipedia, but like other articles. I like to like really dive into things. So like, I feel like I've known this for a long time. Yeah, same here. Uh, same here. And for some reason, when people are like trying to be like, oh, I bet you didn't. I'm like, 
I'm sure plenty of, like plenty of people know this. Like you just bring it like, oh yeah, I kind of like yeah that. That is something I just haven't thought about for sure. Yeah. Um, Like, it feels like people are trying to get a one-up on you. Maybe it's just me being cynical and pessimistic, but... Yeah. Who knows? Hold on, let me open this up. Oh, you're good. You know, so I wanted to bring up Angel... I wanted to bring up Angels because Jack cracking up on a cold one there. It's root beer. Beer. So, I want to bring up Angels because they're just bizarre. Oh, it's good. And... Angels... Yeah, like, you know, I think a lot of people kind of attribute angels to, of course, being, you know, pale, white robes, you know, dove wings. Very, like, beautiful. Very, like, uh, like a sculpture-looking, like, statue-esque. And so what's interesting is, like, going down to it, you know, like, I think a lot, we probably can contribute a lot of that to, like, Greek and Roman deities and how much that those kind of like pagan mythologies kind of got re-ingrained into different worldviews. I mean, if you think of like those sculptures and stuff like that, it's pretty easy to be like, Oh, like what about Cupid? Maybe that kind of inspired like modern angels. And then you think of, you know, anyway, that's a topic for a whole other time, but I just wanted to read out some descriptions of angels. Of course. Go, go, go for it. So you got the cherubim, which was later shortened to cherub. So you think, Oh man, little cute baby angels, little cute right? Baby little angels, cute angels. You know, little, no, little bows and arrows. No, not that. In the book of Ezekiel, the prophet's vision depicts them as having four faces <gasps> and that of a lion, an <gasps> ox, an eagle, and a human. Oh. They have straight legs, four wings, and bull hooves. <laughs> <laughs> and bull hooves for feet that gleam like polished brass. One set of wings covers their body and another is used for flight. Horrifying, right? Picture I find that. it so interesting that like we'll we'll get into the it later. The like, face thing is weird. Like, like I why? picture it almost like uh, how, like you, what game has a like masks that have multiple faces? Is I that mean, something Yojimbo has? Yojimbo has it, and but then, like yeah, it's just like the face, face, face. Like, and then Dark no... Souls, uh, Pinwheel has the multiple masks. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Um, the multiple face thing is it's just really. Not disturbing. It's really unsettling. Yeah, it is unsettling. Also, like how these angels always like cover their bodies with their yeah. uh, like another pair of wings. Yeah, yeah. Like they'd open. It reminds me. I feel like if they opened up those wings, they'd look like Tash from right. Narnia. Yeah, like this horrible, like four, six armed, like just being. Like Tash was when I listened to that on like the dramatized readings horrified me it's yeah. so creepy when they're describing seeing tash for the first time oh yeah it's freaky so a couple it's more like an angel different types you got the seraphim which the prophet describes them of having six wings two of which are for flying while the rest they use to cover their heads and feet the seraphim are the, like what's the second highest ranking angels and you know they're just like little faces with wings that like two sets of wings are covering their bodies while they use one for flying, which is weird. And then of course, I think the most popularized one right now is the openum, which are the wheels, which are the flaming wheels with wings and eyes covering them. That it is weird. Like you, you think about that. And I'm like, what could that have been? What? Like, cause you think just the human how... imagination, dude. Yeah. But so like back then though, like what could have, they have been imagining, right? The eyes in particular, the eyes everywhere. I mean, that's why I think concepts like, you know, Bloodborne, where they're like, grant me eyes, and people are like grafting extra eyes to themselves to have more insight. 
it, it is it gets to that point where you're like that's a weird correlation right like there's some kind of weird thing about being all seeing maybe that's kind of why the eyes so like they can see everything but the wheels like what are you know what i mean like was that a cloud structure that someone saw at like sunrise because you know there are some weird cloud structures where you're like that looks like freaking like some kind of there are so many times where i'm looking at clouds especially like later in the day and i'm like if you told me there's a city in that cloud i would believe you right like you'd just it goes away and there's like a castle in the sky yeah you know like oh castle in the sky it's, it's good it's good um no, for sure. The the Ofa what Offenheim? Ofen I know, yeah. I forgive for our pronunciations, but yeah. The, no, I'm I'm trying to pronounce it like the Ofenheim. The the giants. What are those called? Niflheim? Niflheim. That's what I'm trying to say it as, but it's not that's not what it looks like at all. But no, yes. No, they're not called Niflheim. Yeah, they are, aren't they? The Niflheim? Maybe, maybe that's I think they're called Niflheim. That is a whole other area that I'm incredibly fascinated in is old religious history, especially when it comes to like the Bible, when you start getting into like the books that were left out and stuff like that. Like that kind of stuff is, I think, just really cool. Delving into like the origin of these myths and of these creatures. The classic everyone goes to is like Revelations and all like the freaky stories that are in there. Like Revelations is weird. It's real weird. There's a lot of weird stuff. It's weird to the point where you're like, Why? Like, yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Like, I, I guess, you know, there's going to be seven trumpets and seven seals and then Jesus is going to come back, rule the world for a thousand years before there's a final war. And you're like, really? And they're like, people are just going to suffer. And I'm like, well, I mean, I feel like I'd be dead in the first apocalypse when the sea turns to blood, but maybe not. I mean, yeah, who knows? You know, it just, you know, <laughs> okay. maybe we get lucky. It'll be like a American dad. Yeah, I always I actually really like that episode. It was a classic one. Classic. Yeah, like the uh, the religious post apocalypse, I think is a cool cool concept. There was a Armageddon like, and like <laughs> Revelation that kind of. Was cool. it, what does he say to Francine when he's like bleeding out? He's like, "You deserve fancy feast." <laughs> what? Sorry, I'm like bleeding out here. <laughs> yeah. But Jack, Anyways. the last one I got on my list. Yes, sir. Wrap up here. Yes, wrap it up. Found a really interesting one. It. I don't know if you heard of this one. But its full title is the Sensoderma, an old, old creature. I don't think I saw it. It actually has more roots based in folklore than it does as being like a cryptid. But okay, so this is what I could find on it. So I just kind of this is a combination taken from various sites. I mean, fan sites like the Wikipedia thing and then some old folk legends. And I actually went and like went through some old newspapers as well. So, uh, this. This one is so interesting to me. Like, I originally had picked out, you know, the Mongolian death worm. And then I found this one later. And I was like, oh, man, this one. You know how much I like Mothman. This one's kind of like Mothman, but, like, more vague. Like, people mm-hmm. just don't really know that much about it. So I was like, oh, I'll pick that one. You know, that classic thing of, like, oh, nobody knows about this. <laughs> <laughs> except the internet. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, except the thousands of people on the internet. Right. right. So the Sensoderma is a North American legend that has both kind of Native American and Scandinavian origin. And it is said to be a bizarre half-human creature that calls storms and was a bad omen for growth and fertility. 
So the legend is believed to come into being around the 1100s or so. So about like 50 years after the Vikings landed in North America, that's kind of where those weird connections exist. And so people kind of think like maybe stories were swapped or like, you know, something like that. Yeah. But little is known of like the actual origin of this creature. Okay. But sightings kind of continued until the modern day with many claiming that they seem the form of a winged man creature that is illuminated by flickering lightning. The Sensoderma think as like appears to have a strong relation to storms, which in my mind, I'm like, you know, you know, when you see like those big, like flocks of birds, like flying away from storms or stuff like that. I'm like, man, it really would be easy back in that early day to like see a huge approaching wall cloud and be like, this is the end times. You know, you see some big bird up in there, and you're like, oh, my God. Oh, definitely. Anyways, so the Sensoderma is in the shape of a tall man, but with long, ragged hair, scaled skin, and great bat wings. The eyes of the creature are said to glow a dull red, kind of like the Mothman. However, this detail seems to come from the reflection of light that this creature was reportedly seen in. Almost like imagine like when you see the reflection of a cat's eyes, Mm kind of like that, like light was reflecting off its eyes. Okay. Perhaps the closest cryptid to the Sensoderma is the Mothman. The Mothman. The Mothman. The Mothman. Mothman. But while the Mothman is an omen of disaster, the Sensoderma seems to be more of an omen of struggle and hardship rather than like outright, you know, catastrophe. Sensoderma has only ever been seen in the sky and has never been seen on the ground. In fact, many scholars and researchers have determined that the Sensoderma was just another name for a dangerous storm. An omen of strife signaled by dark wall clouds and lightning. In some Scandinavian folktales, some believe that the Sensoderma have the ability to see the future. And because of this kind of human connection of being able to see the future, they attempt to warn the world below. Very much like Mothman. So, like, I start to wonder, is this just Mothman, but, like, a different version? I was going to say, it kind of sounds like, like Mothman in the beginning. Right. So it you was... know what I mean? Like, it sounds very similar. Um, hmm. But kind of it, what's interesting about the Sensoderma, and I like it, is that there seems to be like this thing has some connection to humanity because although it tries to warn the world below by appearing in the sky, it also seems to enjoy the chaos of like it's being seen. So it's like almost like chaotic good in a way. Right. So maybe chaotic you got this, neutral. You got this folklore legend, right? The Sensoderma appears during storms. It's a bad out. sign. Obviously, I think it's just that hey, people realize that after really bad storms that would come and destroy anything they built, destroy their crops, destroy, like, their houses. So, like, I mean... Yeah, it's all... Like, it's if almost you like want to explain or blame something, be like, oh, man. Yeah. You know. The dang Sintoderma. Sintoderma. <laughs> so, while many thought this creature to be of imagination and folklore, in the 1940s, pops up again. In the small town of Walhalla, North Dakota, which has like a population, like a very tiny population of like a hundred or something like so that. Basically anywhere outside of Tulsa or Oklahoma City. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oklahoma so, joke, am I right? In the nineteen forties, flood of reports came in of seeing a winged creature dancing on the hills. So this is immediately different because it's on the ground. Because nobody's ever seen on the ground before. Dancing right? on the hills. Yeah, dancing on the hills during the coming of a great storm front. So many calls and reports came to the police station that the officers went in search of the creature. Of course, nothing was found, and the whole story was declared a hoax in the local paper. They blamed teenagers with cloth wings and rumors spread around by teenagers, like just kids playing pranks, right? But the story still persisted. It's a pretty, like, 
That's a, that's a big effort. That's like a, like a lot of kids. I mean, not really though. Like a small town. Well, yeah, yeah I guess if it's a, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a small town. You know, small yes. town. Like you know, something weird happens. Yeah. Um, but the stories kind of persisted and continued from that point. And so they, all these stories came in on the kind of a cloudy Wednesday night in February 1942. And some believe that the Sensoderma was in fact an omen for kind of the now legendary Battle of Los Angeles, which in, it was when we thought we were getting like another Pearl Harbor attack, but in Los Angeles. And so we started shooting. Yeah, yeah. Like literally they were shooting. And nobody knows if that was just like a weather balloon. I think research later shows that like a weather balloon did indeed start the shooting and they thought. We were being invaded. That's so interesting. So some people do think it could have been kind of like an omen of that because like the sightings kind of line up time wise. But um, the Sensoderma paled in comparison to this event, and so the Battle of Los Angeles kind of took over. Nothing's a coincidence. Right. However, I was able to find an account of this by scanning the local newspapers. The story comes from a local paper called the Wahala Time, which the Wahala Wahala North Dakota. It's a great. Okay. Also, it sounds like it'd be like a really like popular movie. It does, yeah. The account was taken from an old woman who saw the Sensoderma hovering over her small home in a secluded part of town. And she says, and I'm quoting, a large flying man, wings large, and like a bat, wings that were more than double the size of the creature's body. Which is cool, because if you imagine a flying creature, like a flying man, you'd have to have huge wings. Yeah, you gotta have powerful wings. Sure. And each flickering flash of the storm, I saw the red eyes. I knew that the war would be lost and that even the remote places of the world would be torn apart. So referencing, because of course, World War II is going on at this time. Yeah. Could you actually imagine like living during World War II happening? And then some conflicting kind of reports about the story is that like the Battle of Los Angeles, this report came out after that, like the morning, like several days after. And so it's kind of like, did she like see that happening? Because that would have been freaky. Like it would have been freaky hearing about like, Los Angeles potentially being under attack. Like, that would have caused yeah. a panic, and especially after Pearl Harbor. Because, like, it's the home home front. Right. So the woman claims that the derma landed on her roof and destroyed part of her chimney and then took off back towards the sky. When reporters examined the roof, they found, of course, storm damage and a large chunk of the chimney had been taken off. The common assumption was of wind damage, but the woman claims that the wind never could have thumped around on the roof and the wind could never have broken down a hard brick chimney. I, I mean, cool and all, but, like, it was could wind damage. Like, like, it was a branch hitting the like, roof you know, or, like, whatever. Yeah, I don't know what like, kind of storm it is, but maybe hail or, right. you know, yeah, debris being thrown around. And, yeah. You know, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I really haven't heard that. I haven't heard that one yeah. before. I hadn't heard of atmospheric beasts, so, you know. That was, I was like, you know what, this one just has, like, a sick name. Were there any, like, accounts of the atmospheric beasts, like people seeing them. That's that's what that that Crawfordsville, that insane. Crawfordsville one. Yeah, that, that's one of the only like that's so known weird sightings though. That, like, multiple people saw. Like, yeah, it wasn't just one guy. Like, it was like, hey, yeah, like um, there are these things kind of flying around. Um, and nowadays they're really, you know, I almost wonder too if it could be like wind picking up large clumps of grass or like just random piece of plastic and like blowing them through the air and people, that's what people see. There's a speculation that there's another thing called air rods, air rods, which the explanation for air rods is basically just the way cameras pick up motion, uh, especially older cameras, um, like an insect flying by, take a picture 
it captures like the frames of that, but the wings flap like thousands of times in that right, one frame, right. and so it looks like a singular <laughs> thing. I know exactly through. what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So people are some people think that that could be just what it is, just the cameras, the way they pick up things, which is the most plausible and probably what it is. But it is interesting to think about these things just going through the air unnoticed. Yeah. So that's very strange. Um. Do I have like a lot more I like to talk about, but I don't want to run this episode yeah. super long. We actually just had an hour. Already. I think, you know, we'll just leave. I want to leave some teasers. Yeah. If anything, uh, you know, there's one, there's always bat squatch. Always bat squatch. <laughs> always bat squatch. No, there is the alien incident mm-hmm. of um, the Voronezh aliens. Oh, you were telling me about that yeah. one. That one's weird. And yeah, this, I like that one. That one. I'm not going to go into super detail, but basically it's one of the most extreme and weirdly valid alien encounters ever recorded. It happened in Russia, but no one knows if it was a hoax or not. Yeah, The Tungutska event? That's the... The giant meteor? Yeah, that's the event that in like Resistance Fall of Man, like series of video games that started the Chimera, right? Yeah. Which I... If anyone out there had, doesn't know about the Resistance Fall of Man series, it's an amazing alternative oh, it's, history it's series. So it's so freaking awesome. cool. I mean, like, it's awesome to the point where I think it's kind of a tragedy it hasn't come back in some way. I, I really hope it does. Yeah, I mean, we're talking. It was, it was freaking cool. It's this alien race that is able to take over and mutate humans. Yeah. And so no matter how many of them you kill, what they've killed of you, they'll just take back and mm-hmm. turn to whatever they need. And they have these huge vats, and like it's unreal how they. But yeah, like no like one ever happens. They're like super industrial and like super like brutalist architecture that they create. And I love the idea of like their metabolism is so fast that they have yeah, to wear these heat packs pack, yeah. that like, you know, these cooling packs that cool them down. And you can shoot the tubes off. Yeah. And like make them overheat. I always thought that was like the Dude, coolest. We should detail. do a resistance fall of man. Yeah, it would I don't know how I would play it again, to be honest. PlayStation no, it's not on PlayStation now. It's I, I have it on PS3. I have the disc. It might be kind of cool actually to play that again. It would be really cool to play again. Wouldn't it? I I remember the first one being. I was very fond of it, and then the second one lost me a little bit because I felt a little bit disappointed by the story aspect. I, know, I thought the story was really cool in the second one, but it did get. I felt like it led up to a lot, but then nothing got actually resolved. And then when the third game came out, the third game was really good, but didn't really like follow the lead of that story. Well, because the lead. Spoilers. Well, dies. like, didn't follow like the story leads as far as like answering because like what with Resistance Fall of Man, they're the Chimera, but then there's like the true, there's Chimera. like Daedalus, which was like yeah. the true thing, and you never really saw what like the true Chimera alien presence actually looked like. Like, I kind of wanted to see that. And get it's more almost that. like how I wish I could get like into the Necromorphs of Dead Space. Like, <sighs> you never really see Necromorphs. I feel like, I mean, yeah. you, you hear of like, what are they called? The brother moons or whatever. They're just actually these giant yeah. moons that tell, that communicate telepathically basically through light years in space. Yeah. This is awesome. And it's so awesome. freaky. Yeah. I'm like, God, like if, if someone told me the future was dead space, I'd be glad I wasn't alive. For it. <laughs> but, but like, we have a lot of other ones we could get to if you guys like this episode. Yeah. Please let us know. Um, 
these are fun to do. Yeah, these are very fun to do. And it doesn't just have to be cryptids. It can be ghosts. It can be whatever. That's aliens. exactly, Jack, what I was going to say is like for this kind of unknown series, you know, conspiracy theories Dragons. are on the table. Ghosts, different myth, like mythological type events, you know, all of that would be fun to explore on this series and do some more research on it and kind of bring that as to an episode. Of course, you know, that's all up to you guys. So let us know what you think. And uh, Jack, before I wrap us up here, do you have any other any other things you'd like to add? Um, I got really not not much else. Uh, I'm slowly kind of making. Uh, I'm thinking about making transition back and streaming more on Twitch. Don't have a schedule yet, but I want to try to do like three four days a week. Uh, so I'll just keep you guys updated. Um, I don't think there's. I don't think I got much else. I am. I've done a few sketches for like new artwork I want to have for the podcast. Um, I want to send those out to a few people and be like, Hey, like very rough draft of kind of what I want. Like George, our brother George can draw a bit now. Actually, he has some friends that draw as well. So I was like, Hey, I'd pay one of you guys if you can do it good enough. But you know, that's all I got guys. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Charlie, you got anything? A fun fact. One of these cryptids that you've heard about in today's episode was entirely made up by one of us. I want you guys to guess about which one. And, okay, here's the thing. If you Google it, you'll immediately find out which one's not real. Um, Don't Google it because that ruins everything. Please just guess. Guess. Guess and post a comment on yeah. in the Discord if you're a patron. By the way, you guys, if you're a patron, you get access to our Discord like, I know we've been saying it for months now. More is coming to the Patreon. Is here, you know, Jack. Here's my uh, here's what oh. here's what I'll counter with. Actually, yes. Let, I let, let's let's okay. Into the episode. Let's let's do some talking. Yeah. Let's be so, real. It is not that I don't want to expand the Patreon right now, but I'll be honest. Besides the monetary support, which goes into things like buying new microphones, and this is money. And I'll be very honest with you guys. Like this money is just being saved up month after month, right? And then Jack look at us and say, hey, we have like, so we, for example, we have $200. What can we buy? And so that is what that money is going towards right now. So it is literally just support, monthly support that is going to help build our brand and build it up to be better. Yes. Like now, go ahead. Sorry. If we had an influx of patrons, if we had this, then I feel like we could set a more of, hey, exclusive episodes, exclusive shows. It just feels weird right now to be setting goals and to be setting these things without the prospect of continued growth, For sure. right? And so right now, I'm pretty comfortable with being more of like a donation, a monthly donation that helps the podcast grow and helps us At get better equipment yeah. and get steady pace. But it's hard for me to be like, man, I want to add more, you know, add on these work potential work to creating more tiers and more things if we're only ever going to have eight patrons not that the eight patrons i want you to go away but like that's kind of where my mindset is it's like if i saw that there was like a continued growth like hey one patron a month another and i'd yeah. be like okay we're seeing something let's maybe alter but right For now sure. we have like we have the patrons we've had kind of since the beginning a couple have joined on since then but like once i start seeing that number kind of tick up, I feel like I'll be more likely to kind of redo our Patreon and maybe add in some extra bonuses and tiers. Of course, I do think that 
you know, adding in those extra bonuses and tiers, a lot of the people are supported now. I'm kind of okay with just grandfathering them in and being like, hey, you guys are legacy supporters. Like, yeah, exactly. You guys like, get support, whatever, you know. Yeah, it's like, you guys have been here since the beginning. Uh, we're going to honor that. Right. And be like, hey. Right. Yeah. So anybody who's, like, supporting now, I want you to know have my, you have my utmost heartfelt thanks. And if you would like something out of the Patreon or would like more interaction from us, please let us know. But until then, until, like, a, you guys have something that you would really like to see or you have an idea. And I'm talking anyone. If you're a $2 supporter, if you support us higher, like, let us, just let us know right yes. now. That is in your hands right now until I see more of a growth in that area. Jack, is that fair or am I being a no, little bit I, too I think harsh? that's fair. Okay. I, I was I was just going to say, like, I use the money from Patreon. I've used it by FL Studio, which I use to make the yeah. uh, new music that I'm actually, not only for uh, Clumsy Titan as an entity, but also as, like, the, the uh, podcast intros. Yeah. Um, which, new one's coming for next week. Not this episode. Next week, a new song coming. Uh, it's also, it went to the stickers that I handed out. It went to the key change that I got. Um, it's kind of going towards all of that. So yeah. uh, I want to do a run of shirts again when we have a new design. If you guys want some shirts with the current just basic logo that we have right now, I can do that. I can work something out. Uh, but I kind of want to update the logo before I kind of do any more yeah, merch sales. I agree. But I definitely like it's going to be December. I want to get some winter clothes out for the month of December. So hopefully, as long as I can get the ball rolling, get we'll get the ball we'll get some rolling. going. So, but yeah, like we'll be very open and honest with how yeah. Yeah. this money is being spent, especially like right now, because right now it is just it is it's literally up. yeah, it's literally being going and saved up and is used for like, I mean, the thing I think I'm kind of looking at next is like equipment for more of a space and stuff like that. You know, yeah, like that's and so that's the goal. That's what I was going to. Yeah, I just wanted I just kind of wanted to be very direct there. I feel like sometimes when you're supporting a group, they're like, Oh, thanks to all my patrons. And you know, you have very clear as ideas and you have benefits when you join large patron, like, like last stand media, for example, right. You know what you get, but cause they have an influx and it's their job. So and they have their the time to dedicate. And so, yeah. Yeah. I, it's not that I don't want to support the podcast or helping it. And I love doing the episodes, but yeah, until I see growth in that Patreon space, I kind of want to be like, for you sure. know what? Right now it's, it's I just want to say just thank support. you to the listeners we get from, Czech Republic from hey, Russia, Czech Republic. Germany. We've been getting it lights up on the RSS feed. It lights up in those places, and even on the Spotify, just the Spotify weird. dashboard. It lights up there. Canada, it, thank you guys as well. It would absolutely make my day if someone from Germany or Russia or the Czech Republic was like, "Hello." That's all you have to say. <laughs> Hello, V Gates. Even if you're like, "Hey." I'm from the security office that's just monitoring new podcasts to make sure there's no anti-German rhetoric in here. I, I kind of be like, oh, hey, what'd you think? Be like, well, we didn't really listen to it. We just... Any anti-German rhetoric? <laughs> oh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> or like anti-Chinese rhetoric. Oh, that's... It's like communist. CCP? The SIP. Anyone. Anyone? Anyways. Anyone. Anyone. Please. Anyways. Help Everyone. <laughs> Please, please. <laughs> I hate that no one else gets our references other than like you, me, and our brothers, and that's it. I'll walk into the room. Hello. <laughs> you know how badly I really want that to be in the remaster? Because you know what's great about the remaster? I was 
Oh, yeah, I mean, no, I don't think you were there yet, but I was helping Henry fight the armor spider on Demon Souls because he was, like, standing there just blocking the fireballs from the armor spider, and I was like, dude, go up and hit the thing. Like, yeah, go and hit it. It's not going to stop. This isn't... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I was thinking, like, you know, the Demon Souls remaster has that great moment where that little goblin dude pushes that rock off when you're on the run-up to the armor spider, and then he falls down after the rock. And they have that same moment in the remaster. And I was like, I really hope that Demon Souls' other weird quirks were kind of kept in. Like the singing suddenly stopping right when you enter the room. It's great. But anyways. I hope so. Everyone out there, thank you so much for listening to this. The first episode of The Unknown. The Unexplained. The Unexplained Unknown. Paranormal. Paranormal. Otherworldly ghosts. Cryptids. Conquered by... Jack and Charlie. Of conquered? Dragon. Yeah. So oh, we wow. conquer them. By making them known, we conquer them. Oh, yeah. So the unexplained... <laughs> Wouldn't it be creepy if this was just our last episode? Like, we just nobody ever heard from us again? Hey, there's a knock on the door. <laughs> Cut the like, episode. You hear like a... <gasps> <laughs> Cut the episode. FBI, open up! <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't on me up. FBI, open up! That still isn't that's anyone. Still, that's still me. God did it again. Anyone? Why do I want to keep saying anyone? Anyone <laughs> Is out this there? A cry for help. <laughs> Anyways, help me. <laughs> Everyone out there, thank there you so much go. for listening to the Racketeer Collection. Now I have a gun pointed at him. If you love what you could do, if you love what we can <laughs> okay, we end Man, the episode. You like you like really messed up my flow here. Usually I can just get it out. We Everyone out episode. there, thank you so much for listening to the Raconteur Collection. If you love what we do here, you can follow us on Facebook, Spotify, Instagram. Really, anywhere podcasts are, you can find us at the Raconteur Share, Collection. Share, retweet, whatever you got to do. Yeah. We love hearing from you. And hey, you know what? We love doing this show. We love talking about weird unknowns, such as the Michigan Dogman and Mothman. And Hawkman. And Batsquatch. <laughs> Batsquatch. All right. That's it. Goodbye, everybody. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <gasps> what is that? Jack, do you hear that? <gasps> Jack, quick, put everything away. Hide the Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> Wings flutter. Get rid of the moth dust. Get rid of the moth dust. <gasps> Powder. <laughs> Toast. I'm sorry, fellas. I almost forgot. All right. Bye, everybody. Wait.